right. Hi. Welcome to another episode of Down Murder Lane, a true crime podcast. Yeah. Is this... I think I wrote the wrong episode. Oh, where this, this is episode six. Episode six. Ooh, Barbara. Season two, episode six. Barbara Olson. Okay. So I was not here, but this is Heather's case. I was. Um, this is in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Um, okay. Basically, I was on location there, and it's a very fucked up murder. Okay. Like, extremely fucked up. I hope so you're ready. So, these next, these past, like, two, so last week, Jesse Blodgett, and mm-hmm. now this, and we're it's, just really... It's no We're bringing, bringing people down. We're bringing it's, them down. I, fine. I'll find another Christopher Scarver. We Bring need, everyone up. Our next episode needs to be somewhere, something like... A vigilante? I don't know. Something, <laughs> something a little better. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean... We gotta think of something. All right, sign I'll, to our DMs and tell us. Yeah, I'll a try good to feel good I'll case. Try to get a real good, yeah, happy ending for y'all. <laughs> this one is not <laughs> okay. okay. So basically, um, this story, my I had a little break in wedding season. Okay. So I told my husband, "Hey, we should go somewhere for the weekend. Like, just get an Airbnb somewhere and just go somewhere." So we went to we went outside of Sheboygan, and we went to like Elkhart Lake. We went to to Sheboygan, part of the lakefront area, mm-hmm. and just kind of like bummed around and did all sorts of fun stuff. It looked it looked really cool. It was so fun. I want to take my family. It was beautiful. Yeah. And it was like peak fall colors. So mm-hmm. driving around was gorgeous. Yep. And the Lake Michigan beach in Sheboygan is incredible. Yeah. Clean, gorgeous. I'm just having something positive. Like you're saying positive things about Sheboygan because every time I think of Sheboygan. I know. I think of like it gets such a bad rap, and I am telling you, the parts of it that are nice. I'm not saying I want to live there, but I would live there. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Okay, it's like kind of like in the North Kettle Moraine, so it's super hilly. Yeah, and then you get over by the lake, and it's just it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, um, this happened in Sheboygan Falls, which is the town just outside of Sheboygan. Okay. So, anyways, sitting across from me is Jessica. And that's Heather. Yeah. And I already kind of told you what the story is about. Sort of. Yeah. I don't really want to spoil it. Yeah. I don't know anything about this case. All I know is you said Sheboygan, and I immediately think of that radio station that used to talk like... Social Boygan or whatever. That's what, yeah. And then they would talk like every Friday, they'd talk about like cases mm-hmm. that happened in Sheboygan. And I always appreciated it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you and I could have a new segment on our show. Like, did this happen in West Dallas or Tampa? Yes. <laughs> on the fly, thinking of shit. Yes. Maybe we'll get rid of like, okay, how many people traveled this yeah. week? And we'll TSA. be like, did yeah. this happen? Here's a story. Here's a story. Did it happen? And it doesn't but, have to be crime related. It can just be something weird. But if I think of it, I know the answer. So, and I just have to think of two different things and quiz you and then you quiz me. Yeah. Like, how are we going to do that? Yeah. I don't know. I bet. I I'm just, I got to wrap my head around this. Yes. This is a really, so. I feel like this is going somewhere. It is. I love this. I love it. Because, <laughs> I mean, I grew up in a place where weird shit happens. And, you grew up uh, in a place Florida. where weird shit happens. So I feel like this is why we're friends. Yeah. We're like, we bonded over murder and we bonded over growing up places where weird shit happens. Yeah. All the time. All the time. And, you, and we have a lot of stories of seeing weird things. Yeah. You know, I people. Mean, and one time when I was a kid in West Dallas, I was playing outside <laughs> and we lived off of Lincoln Avenue 
Okay. Busy street. And I looked and there's this man walking down the street. I was probably like eight and he was dressed like the tin man. Okay. Not Halloween. It was not Halloween. (laughs) It was like the summer. Yeah. And he was like yelling and like he had a stick and he was like hitting stuff. Yeah. And I went in. So I had to tell my mom. What does the tin man want? He wants a heart? He wanted a heart. Okay. And I'm like, mom, the tin man's outside. And she's like, what? Whatever. So she went out there and saw him. Oh. And everybody, he was making such so much noise. Yeah. Everybody came out of their house to see him. And he was like, then the police came and he was like on drugs and he was fighting. And it was yes. like this tin man was fighting the cops. And I'm like watching it. And I was like eight. Your mom just let you watch it too. Yeah. Okay. We used to have this. And she probably she probably was like, go inside. And I was probably like watching it out the, of the window or the something. The blinds. But I mean, just, I have a lot of stories like the weird shit. Okay, well, there was this guy in Tampa that very, it just reminded me of, his name was Crazy Chris. <laughs> I love this shit. I'm sorry. Now I'm getting giggles. He always, he would always be either on Dale Mabry and Fletcher or Dale Mabry and Bears. And he would be, he, he drove this really cool bike and like mm-hmm. the handlebars were way up high. Like a lowrider? Yeah, like a no, it wasn't, but it was just one a regular bike, but it was really high. Huh. And he would be in the middle and he would be trying to direct traffic. And he would be like doing all these but he knew the hand signals. And he would be like yelling at you and then like dancing. <laughs> Give you anxiety? Crazy Chris. I don't know. I just we all in high school, we always saw him. How old was he? I don't know, maybe 30s african-american guy uh-huh. everybody loved him like oh there he is there's crazy chris and yeah so that just reminded me of like your guy coming down but he'd be out there trying to direct traffic and i don't know there was another time where i remember somebody like was really drunk and they like smashed into a corner of a house or like an apartment building on the corner mm-hmm. a lot of weird didn't that happen in like downtown milwaukee too that happens, that happens a lot, a lot. Yeah. That's Wisconsin with all their bars and their churches. Bars and churches. Yeah. We're going on a really, really crazy tangent. <laughs> tangent right now. So <laughs> all right. Come take a trip with us. Down murder lane. <laughs> all right. So I know y'all want to know what the number one thing to do in Sheboygan Falls is. I mean, dying. I know. All right, so TripAdvisor says the number one thing to do in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin, is to visit M&T's Gibbsville Orchard. Like a apple, apple picking? Yep. Okay. The orchard grows over 28 varieties of apples and several several heirloom apples. Like what does really that mean? Like really rare kinds of apples. Oh. They also have a full gift and retail shop, on-site cider press, bakery, mm. and entertainment stage. Oh my gosh, you know what I had for the first time this weekend? Apple cider donuts. Oh no, I've had those. Oh. Apple cider with caramel vodka Ooh. hot like warm amazing it was the best thing i'd ever had we went trick-or-treating with our yeah. neighbors i mean and... i usually do apple cider and put captain in it oh no we have to do this caramel vodka. we have to do this caramel vodka it was amazing okay i'm down yes so okay. anyway that was like a yeah whatever okay but i want to start so, yeah. want to go here i love so, apple orchards i love apple orchards too so anyways that's what you do in sheboygan falls <laughs> okay i did not do that i only just drove yeah. through to see this spot that's it all right love it you're up all right so sheboygan falls is an idyllic city in sheboygan county wisconsin before 2012 the last murder was in 1996 
and there are only one or two first-degree homicides in all of Sheboygan County per year on average. Yeah, Damn. like lots of fucked up shit happens in Sheboygan, but not a lot of murder. Yeah. Yeah. They're just doing crazy things like peeing off sides of buildings. Yeah, and... there's a lot of drugs and there's like a lot of like crazy drug or drunk people doing mm-hmm. shit. It's like West Dallas. Got it. Yeah. Probably people hillier. dressed. Right. Probably people dressed like the Tin Man yelling yeah. and fighting cops. So Love it. Yeah. It isn't a large metropolitan area where crime is... Uh, Common, sorry. Common, okay. But a densely populated area where crime is almost non-existent. Many families set down roots in this area because of how safe it is considered and also how beautiful it is. It is beautiful. Yeah. Quaint shops and restaurants line the streets in the commercial area while the neighborhoods are lined with trees and neatly manicured lawns. Yeah, super cute. Just very, like, tidy town. I love it. Yeah, just very, everything was very tidy. Love it. Yes. So in 2012, however, the town of Sheboygan Falls was shocked by the brutal murder of a 78-year-old great-grandmother, Barbara Olson. I feel like that's a young great-grandma, but I mean, that's neither here nor there. I guess. Yeah. Who was hacked and bludgeoned to death with a hatchet and a hammer. Jesus. Yeah. And just wait. It gets worse. Oh, man. Yeah. (sighs) Even more shocking was the revelation of who the murderers were. Yeah, get ready for this shit. Barbara's own 13-year-old great-grandson and his best friend. So, like, little punks. 13-year-old great-grandson and his best friend hacked their grandma and bludgeoned her to death. Jesus Christ. 13. They What were you doing at 13? Better, I don't even know. I mean, I'm I did find that back. bag of sex toys on yes. the railroad tracks. But besides that, I was pretty, pretty good. Tame. Yeah, I could never think about hurting anybody no i mean I my abuela would have beat my ass dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> or my my grandma my dad i would try that shit on my grandma she'd be like girl yeah you better go inside right now anytime we did anything bad my grandma used to have a wooden spoon yes or a spatula and we always went there and like hung out with my my cousin sean who's like my brother yeah. And I was always good, but my cousin Sean was always bad. <laughs> and he always got hit. And he would laugh. He's such a big guy. <laughs> he and would laugh. He would laugh. And then I would laugh. And then I would get in trouble because oh, I was no. laughing. Anyway, that's all I think of. Okay. So, um, so, so these little pieces of shit. Yeah. Right. It was truly a crime that shocked the nation. Antonio Barbo. Barbo mm-hmm. and Nathan Pape. I think Pape looked like the average all-American Justin Bieber style haircuts. Totally. You did show me a picture of wait, these boys. Just wait, y'all. When you see a picture of them, they're from 2012. So like peak Justin Bieber swoopy hair. Very. It's like that emo swoopy. Yeah. It looks like a helmet. Oh my gosh. It's so dumb. So all-American boys <laughs> from Sheboygan Falls. So what led them to savagely kill Antonio's? His name was Antonio? Antonio. Oh, yeah. great grandmother. Okay. So on the fateful afternoon of September 17th, 2012, Aww. so that was right after my firstborn was born, like literally two weeks after he was born. For our year anniversary. Yeah. Happy <laughs> anniversary. Nathan's oblivious mother drove the two boys down the tree-lined street of West Wind Bluffs neighborhood. The boys asked to be dropped off at their friend's house in the neighborhood, which was the same neighborhood that Antonio's grandmother, Barbara Olson, lived in. So that was their cover. They're like, take us to our friend's house. Okay. Right. As they approached the house with the welcome sign in the front garden, they said goodbye to Nathan's mom and went inside to hang out with their friend and play video games. Typical 13-year-old activities. Mm-hmm. 
After they were done at their friend's house, they left and snuck into Barbara's garage. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Their plan was to sneak up on Barbara through the door, which led from the garage to the kitchen. However, Barbara heard the boys and invited them into the house, adding that she would call Antonio's mom to let her know that he was with her. Oh, oh hi, boys. Come yeah. on in. Would you like something to eat? Yeah, cookies or something. Oh, that's how my grandma was. Like, oh, oh yeah. hi, honey. Come on in. Yeah, horrible. So when Barbara turned her back to the boys, she was brutally attacked by them. The boys had brought along their weapons of choice, a hatchet and a hammer. Jesus. Yeah, premeditated as fuck. They cracked her across the head with the blunt edge of the hatchet. She fell to the floor and tried to cover her head, groaning and telling them to stop. Oh my gosh. Horrible. Following the horrible attack, the two boys attempted to drag her blood-soaked body to the car, which was parked in the garage. Okay. Realizing that this was not an easy task, you know, because they're like little twerpy 13-year-old boys, they decided to just ditch Barbara's body in the garage with a trail of blood leading from inside the home. That is not a good plan. They stole a mere $155 from Barbara, as well as several pieces of jewelry. After they stuffed the money and jewelry into their pockets... They grabbed Barbara's car keys and I know and dumped her unlocked car at a nearby Sheboygan bowling alley. Why do they even take the car and dump it? Okay, we're gonna get there. Okay, Mm -hmm. inside the car, they abandoned the few pieces of jewelry they had stolen in hopes that someone would steal the unlocked car and then be implicated in Barbara's murder. Okay, so that's not a bad. Okay, they were like, let's dump it somewhere else. Someone will steal the car, and they like. Tried to, like, display the jewelry, like, ooh, look at this. Yeah. And it was not even expensive jewelry. It was, like, Jeez, stuff from Because they didn't know. So, like, right. the, the main it was, like, reason was, oh, the main yeah. reason was pretty good. How they, like, oh, that's a good idea. But then yeah. the follow-up. I mean, do your do your homework. All right. So, inside the abandoned car, uh, they did the jewelry. Jewelry's hoped that someone would steal it. Um, so, what would two teens do with a mere $155? <laughs> Stolen from their great-grandmother, they bought marijuana and pizza. Yeah. Where do they buy marijuana? So many questions. I did not... I mean, Where does a 13-year-old boy go to buy... Like, I'm pretty sure that I could have bought marijuana when I was 13. Mm -hmm. I didn't really... I I would never know. I would never know where to go. I didn't know where to buy marijuana until I was about 15. Okay. All right. Took me a couple years. To really... 16? Get it down? Then I really added it it down. down. Oh, my gosh. Sort of I wouldn't even know now where to buy marijuana. Well, it's legal and we just driving to Illinois. All we have to do is go to Illinois. We could buy marijuana. Yeah. Back then, I would never know. No. Okay. Marijuana 13, and pizza. I would have had a hard time. All right. So two days later, Barbara's body was found. Her daughter, Judy Offutt, Offutt? I like Offutt. Offutt. Drove like over to her home when she had not heard from her. She peeked into the garage and noticed that Barbara's car was not there. Before turning away, she glanced into the garage and saw Barbara's body on oh. the floor, surrounded by blood. So she was like, "Okay, the car's not here." She's she like, must Where's be my gone. mom? Like, yeah, not normal to not hear from her. Oh my god! And then, like, she just happened to glance in the garage and she saw her body on the ground. She initially believed that her mother must have had a horrible accident, but she would soon find out that this was not the case. So, within twelve hours, Nathan and Antonio would be apprehended for her murder. 
after bloody clothes and shoes were discovered in, in Antonio's locker. So that was not very much time she at all. He brought them to school. Yeah, and put them in his locker. Oh, goodness. Could you imagine being a kid in school? Like, I... That's you middle ever, school, do right? Do you ever remember in high school anybody's lockers ever getting searched that ever happened in your high school? Not that I know I of. I remember a couple times. Again, I didn't really know what happened, yeah. like, but I just remember, like, seeing that somebody's locker was getting searched. Huh. I, I always assumed it was drugs. Yeah. That, no, I didn't, I never heard about that. Yeah, I saw it a couple huh. times. All right, so... His um, an investigation of Nathan's home unearthed more bloody clothes as well as Barbara's gold watch. In a nearby storm drain, they discovered her purse. Yeah, these little pretty shoddy assholes. work. These yeah. kids suck. Yep. All right, so yeah, they like just went to school the next day and just carried on. Mm-hmm. All right, so it was announced that the two teenagers would be charged as adults with first degree murder, as they should be. In January of 2013, Antonio entered a plea of not guilty by mental disease or defect. Okay. Two weeks later, Nathan also entered a plea of not guilty. Hmm. Antonio's attorney had attempted to have his trial moved to another county because of tr- pre-trial publicity, but they were unsuccessful. I can see that. Uh-huh. Okay. As the trial date loomed, Antonio changed his plea to no contest as part of a deal with the state, which would see him eligible for parole in 35 years. And, I mean, think about it. He's only 48. Yeah. When he gets eligible for parole. Parole, That's crazy. He was convicted of first-degree intentional homicide. But 13-year-old boys, I mean, they're not thinking. No, but this is... How they planned it and stuff? How they planned it and how savage. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. All right. So, next, Nathan would face the court of law. By June, June 2013... Jury selection was complete. 11 men and three women were selected. It would be one of the most shameful trials the entire state of Wisconsin had ever seen. During the opening statements, which started on Monday, June 17, 2013, Nathan's defense attorney told jurors that on that September afternoon, Nathan had come home from school like usual. Shortly after he dropped his backpack on the ground, Antonio showed up at his house. As the teen sat in Nathan's bedroom talking, Antonio produced a hatchet from his backpack. Then, according to Nathan's attorney, Antonio concocted the plan to kill his own great-grandma. This is according to him, though. Yeah, that's what he, yeah, the other kid. You're right. I mean, when I was 13, I'm like, hey, do you want to, like, come over to my house and, like, talk about boys and, like, watch TV and eat snacks? And move the coffee table and dance to TRL. and dance? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right, so they argued that Nathan was nothing more than a bystander. However, Antonio had a different version of events when it was his turn on the witness stand. While he admitted it was him who had attacked Barbara with the hatchet, he said that Nathan was not as innocent as his attorney was claiming. He said that Nathan came to Barbara's home armed with a hammer and that he used the weapon to bludgeon Barbara. He also testified that Nathan was just as compliant as him in the planning of the murder. Yeah. Like, how does that conversation even start? I don't even know. When Nathan took the witness stand, he confessed that he did hit Barbara with a hammer. He added that he only hit her twice and only did only so did because twice. yeah, only twice, only yeah. Twice. Because he was afraid that Antonio would turn on him. Hmm. He also described how Antonio had a blank, no emotions look on his face as he repeatedly bludgeoned his own great-grandmother. Ugh. Like how can you even do that? Jesus. 
At one point during the murder, Antonio took off his sweatshirt so that it wouldn't get in the way of him swinging, according Ugh. to Nathan. These fucking kids. So Fond du Lac County medical examiner Doug Kelly testified that Barbara had been struck at least 27 times with both sharp and blunt objects. Both of them. Yes. This was the evidence that Nathan, armed with a hammer, certainly had participated in the murder. Mm -hmm. The entire courtroom fell silent as gruesome photos of Barbara's body flashed on the screen. Deep wounds to her head, face, arms, and hands were enough to make even hardened law enforcement officers look away. The wounds on her arms and hands were indicative of defensive wounds, meaning that the great-grandmother had attempted to defend herself against her great-grandson and his best friend. She was not knocked unconscious by the initial blow, meaning she knew that she was being attacked by her own great-grandson. So, like, it's not like she was hit over the head and knocked out. Yeah. She knew who was doing this to her. Yeah, because she was yelling to, please stop. Please stop. Yeah. Like, oh that's just so sad. Throughout the trial, Antonio's defense attorney had argued that in 2009, Antonio had been involved in a car accident, which left him with an unspecified cognitive disorder, okay. which most likely played a role in his decision to commit this crime. Okay. However, this alone certainly was not enough to ignore the brutal nature of the murder and certainly did not justify the actions. Mm -hmm. District attorney Joe De... De Chico. <laughs> Makes me think of DeChico. DeChico. <laughs> what is that know. from? What movie is that from? I don't know. Is that? Oh, I know it's David Spade. It's David Spade and like I Chris hate Farley. David Spade. What? Yeah, David Spade and Chris Farley. I like, I like Tommy Boy, but I actually really cannot stand David Spade. Oh my! Gosh. I like want to punch him in his little weasel face. Oh my gosh, that is him. Like he is DeChico. No, what is that from? Oh my gosh, no, it's from Coneheads. Coneheads, that's him. I love Mr. that DeChico. movie. Mr. Yes. DeChico. Okay, right. so but that's not him. So District Attorney Mr. DeChico agreed that this type of crime cannot go unanswered and cannot be explained by brain trauma. I can a little, but... I mean, if... Sure. A yeah. If he had gotten an and hit his head, he had some kind of cognitive disorder, mm -hmm. and he's a 13-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I'm not making With excuses. impulse control yes. and, like... Hormones and right, all the and things. and all sorts of and, shit going on. So Antonio's grandmother, the daughter of his victim, uh, offered a plea in mitigation. She said that her mother would want Antonio to not receive a strict punishment so he could have a chance to become a better person. Antonio's attorney and family, Ugh, grandma, I know. Which is, he killed her mom? Her mom, yeah. These people are way, like, Saints, like okay, but the thing is, it's like, that's her grandson. That's a really horrible situation to be in. Yeah. I also don't know why there's no mention of his mother. Like, I don't Like, was know. she not? Yeah. I don't know. I was trying to find out, like, was he raised by his grandma? Like, what the deal was? Because they didn't talk about his, his parents, mom. only Nathan's mom. Hmm. So, I don't okay. know. Okay, carry on. All right. So, uh, Tonio's attorney and family were attempting to excuse his actions with brain trauma. Nathan's attorney and family had argued that Nathan should not have been held accountable because he was allegedly developmentally challenged. Hmm. His great aunt told Fox 6 News that Nathan believed he would be coming home and that he did not grasp the severity of his actions, which he, there is probably some truth to that. I do believe it. You know, um, like Brandon Dassey, that whole thing. I was just going to say, like, the whole Brandon Dassey thing where he was like, I went, like, can, when do I get done? Because WrestleMania is WrestleMania, yeah. 
Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that mm-hmm. where he was like, okay, so when do I get to go home? Like yeah. he didn't realize what was going on. So he might've been a little developmentally delayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if he's 13 in chronological years and he's three years developmentally delayed, he's yeah. mentally 10. Yeah. And they don't understand. No. no. All right. So however, judge Timothy Van Akron disagreed with both defenses, arguing that the crime was the worst he had encountered in his 24 years on the bench. As the trial was coming to a close, the two teens shed tears and asked for forgiveness. I mean, at least there's that. It was really hard. I watched some of it on YouTube and Mm -hmm. it was really hard watching that because they're like babies. Yeah. 13. Oh my gosh. But then I was like, no. Yeah. But what they did. Yeah. After just a few hours of deliberation, the jury found Nathan guilty to being party to a first degree intentional homicide and sentenced him to life imprisonment with a minimum of 35 years. Sorry, guys. I just ate so, a Milky Way. Oh, it's fine. Milky um, Way was delicious with Milky Snoop Way Lion. with Snoop Lion is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm excited What's to try favorite? the rest. Mm-hmm. So he got 35 years, and they're saying the other one might get the, the plea. He took a plea for 35 years. Mm-hmm. So watch Nathan, the one, get more time. It wasn't his great-grandma. He wasn't the one that was... Because he didn't take a plea. Yeah. Yeah. All right. right. So Antonio was incarcerated at Wapan Correctional Institution. Okay. Again, we need to go to Wapan until January 2021 when he was removed to Racine Correctional Institution. Nathan has been in Colombia where we visited. We flicked him off. Right. In Colombia. So he's been in Colombia Correctional Institution since 2016. Um, Before 2016, they were in Lincoln Hills, which is... um, like a like juvenile juvenile prison okay for like the worst offenders in wisconsin Jeez. so um when nathan and antonio are 49 years old they will be they will both have a chance at parole and will have a second chance at life something they denied barbara olson as she begged for the young boy that she helped raise for her life Jeez. so that is it i hope you enjoyed that real feel-good story yeah these just last two have been bummers fucking brutal man yeah all right so, um, you guys went to the house. Yeah. So we were doing all this like nice family shit. And then I was like, like the boys went to bed and I was like, it's my husband. I'm like, Hey Mike, um, do you do mind? You like, I was like on my phone. I'm like, I found some spots that like I want to go to. And he was like, yeah. of course. Yeah. Yeah. So we did. Okay. And we did some cruise by, um, we went to Barbara Olson's house, which is the only location, yeah. you know, I, I was not able to find the bowling alley. I was trying to do research about which bowling alley that they, um, went to, Yeah, drop I could the not car. find it. Yeah, that's it. So, um, Barbara Olson's house is 210 West Ridge Drive in Sheboygan Falls, Wisconsin. Beautiful neighborhood. Yeah. Um, newer subdivision. Can't wait to really do Really house. cute houses tidy manicured lawns just like it's a little suburbia yeah. it's not anywhere mm-hmm. that you would think something this horrible would happen Jeez. um the house there are people that live there it was like a sunday afternoon when i drove by so i just made it really quick mm-hmm. can't wait to see um, a photo yeah it was really nice neighborhood but it was just very disturbing that something so horrific could happen in there yeah. just looked very innocent yeah, yeah. so right. i found a pretty good snoop dog quote for this one Yes. I mean, he's so wise. Yes. The wisdom is deep. Yeah. It just, this <laughs> reminded me of Barbara and, you know, like just you put your heart and soul into helping raise your grandchildren. Yeah. 
And the quote goes, love goes unappreciated most times, but you still got to keep giving it. Snoop. Snoop dog. I mean, he's just got so many good sayings. And it's true. I mean, usually love does go, especially your children. They don't mm-hmm. appreciate your love. Oh, nothing. You still got to yeah. keep doing it. Yeah. Even if they're a shithead. I mean, my kids aren't bludgeoning me with shit. Yeah. But I still got to love them even when they're assholes. It's true. Oh, parenting. So what'd you think? That sucks. Horrible. Yep. That is and really that's guys, a really wait tough till one. you see the picture of these kids. Like Yeah. <laughs> I coach middle school be. track. <laughs> I literally I coach middle school track. I'm like I coach thirteen year old Yeah, boys. I couldn't imagine like And they're so kids. awkward and obnoxious and weird. Yeah. For them to think of something. And like I this. love them. Yeah. I, but but they're so awkward and they're trying to figure out how to act and interact with each other and girls and it's just really awkward very funny yeah but like 13 year old boys are so awkward and just to do something like this and my sweet 13 year old boys no way something has to be going on there's more to this i feel like yeah i would like to know more about the upbringing of both of these kids and i do think maybe if nathan was development mentally delayed and the other one had some more serious issues going on that he could have been manipulated. I'm not saying he's not guilty. He clearly yeah. is. But maybe he was manipulated by the other one. I would like to know more yeah, that. about the background of the other one. Wow. Whose actual grandma it was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And how so anyways. Got, but, but, all yeah. right. Well, thanks, Snoop. Thanks, Snoop. So follow us on Instagram, Downriver Lane, Facebook. Line of my DM. Yes. Give us more things. Um, You... The Facebook Down Murder Lane True Crime Podcast and email us down murder lane podcast at gmail.com. Rate and review on Apple Podcast or all the places that you listen. Yeah. I only listen on Apple, so I don't I listen on Spotify, but you can't really review people on Spotify. Oh, you can't? No. Oh, okay. So Apple. That's yeah. yeah. Or you could review us on Facebook. I think oh, there's yeah. a place for reviews on oh, Facebook. There you, you go. Be like these girls are the shit. Yeah. They're gonna get their technology down. One day. A lot of tech issues. Yes. Not tech as fuck, but funny as fuck. Yeah. And we're gonna, cool. We make it up for We make up for it. chicks. <laughs> we're going to now raid our kids' candies and, yes. and drink wine. Yep. All right. So until next time. Take that trip. But pack wisely. Because you never know who you'll run into. Hopefully not Justin Bieber. Oh, for fucking sure. kids. Yes. Down, Down murder, murder lane. lane. Bye.